great thing about Vayetze, Vatetze, Kisetze, I mean, is if you haven't already got enough work in the Gemara, you can learn about one quarter of the Taryag Mitzvahs in this week's parsha. <laughs> it's just jam-packed. Since it's Elul, we'll make a number of high assertions. Your real and only enemy is your Yetzirah. Your Yetzirah. I was talking to Pesach Allen just as we got to the door of the yeshiva, and I told him, I remember, he said, well, Elul just flies by so quickly. And I went, yeah. And I remember 30 years ago when I was a very young student, like in my early 20s, and Elul would come number of years running and it was such an overwhelming feeling and I so valued it and I said to myself at the time I said I know what's coming I said I wonder if this is going to be true 10 20 and 30 years from now I'm going to be more developed while I still have my same sensitivity I'll know more just know without me finishing the sentence that the odds are the odds are you do not maintain the same sensitivity. Albeit you know more, and albeit you know how, how important it is, the odds are it's going to fly away. We're going to try and talk about how to maintain it, get it back, give some musr. says in Devarim, we'll pick the last mitzvah of the parsha. I presume everybody's at least up to Hamishim. Z- what? No. So I could be funny. Zohar is asher asalacha malek baderech b'tzeschem mizrayim. We have a mitzvah in the Torah to remember what Amalek did to you on your way when you left Mitzrayim. Rashi says, remember. If you, it's a smichus pshat drasha. If you mess up in the weights, which are mentioned just in the parsha right before, then you have to worry about your enemy coming against you. Because we have a rule of thumb from Mishle, says Rashi, chapter 11, Pasuk 1. Mosnei mirma toavas Hashem. A false scale is an abomination to our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And what does it say right after that? If you do something purposely wrong, Cologne's going to come. You're going to get embarrassed. Bad stuff's going to take place. Says the second Pasuk in the Parsha. Asher Karcha Baderech, who surprised you, who happened upon you on the way. And they gave you a hit from behind to the weak ones who were out. And you were tired. And you were weary. And Amalek had no fear of God. They defiantly attacked you. Rashi says, which happened, Asher Karcha Baderech, who chanced upon you on the way. Rashi says three Peshats. And we're going to come back to this at the end. Karcha means Mikra. You were walking down the street. These guys were playing games around the corner. All of a sudden, a little Jewy boy shows up. He's got payas and his jacket and his gemar under his arm. And all of a sudden, there's these five guys there with long hair, motorcycle chains. And they go, ooh, look, little Jew. 
and they fell upon him. Or, alternatively, says Rashi, Terry, that other kind of stuff that happens, which is involved with being involved with Tuma. In the Lemaisa of Peshat of Rashi, it's going to come out, according to the Davarach here, that they wanted to do Mishkav Zahar with the Jews. But Tuma is the main thing. So we have happens, we have involvement with Tuma, and Davarach here, Lashon Kar, coolness. This is the famous Medrash. They cooled you off. The entire world was afraid of you when you came out of Egypt, seeing what HaKadosh Baruch Hu had performed for you. You were invulnerable. And they came and said, so what? And they threw themselves upon you so that other people would see that you could be, you could at least be attacked. And the muscle they bring, of course, is there's a real hot bath which no one could even put their little pinky into. And comes along a Amalek, throws himself in, and even though they get burned, they do cool the water. So that's what it means, that type of attack. And last but not least, and it will be when Hashem will give you rest from your enemies all round and about, and you get your inheritance within the land, wipe out the memory of Amalek from underneath the Shemayim. Do not forget. Wipe it out. Don't forget. Remember. Don't remember. Wipe it out. We're going right there. To which Rashi says, what does it mean you were tired? You were thirsty. The, the journey wore you out. Amalek had tremendous chutzpah. Wipe out their memory so that there is nothing, absolutely nothing left. Men, women, children, their animals so that no one should come and say, oh, well, that's an Amalekian animal. Nothing. Complete wipeout. Remember. Don't remember. Make it be you can't remember. Make it be nobody can remember. Remember. Don't remember. There's a problem here. The Rambam says, in Hilchus Malachim, chapter 5, halacha number 5, there's a mitzvah say in the Torah to wipe out the descendants of Amalek. So, like the passage we just read, Timcha Ezekar Amalek. And this mitzvah is to remember <laughs> continuously what bad and ambushing they did to you in order that you arouse your hatred against them. As it says, remember what Amalek did to you. And Drasha of Chazal is, Zachar Bepeh, Remember with your mouth, lo tishkach belev, and let it not be forgotten from your heart. It's usher to forget, eva so visinaso, Amalek's hatred for us, and they're a stronger word for hatred. We have a problem practically. It's famous Gemara, Sancheirev mixed up all the nations, so we don't know who's who. And if we follow the rules of Yeridea, called the Parish Meruba Meruba Parish, Called the Parish Meruba Parish, uh, we don't know who we're supposed to like go get. They're kind of all mixed up in there. I don't think they're going to be wearing swastikas or something. In fact, they'll probably take off their uniforms, as it were. But the real question we want to ask is what I already have alluded to: What's the nature of this mitzvah? 
Let's reiterate it again. Remember what Amalek did. Surprise attack. Tuma cooled off the other nations. Made you vulnerable. They were so defiant, they cut off their milas and threw them up in defiance. You were weak. I asked myself a question. I said, what? You know, you read this. How does a young student in Torah, when they read this, says, oh, good. We've got a place to put our natural anger that we wake up with every morning. What are we, some sort of JVL, Jewish Defense League? Or how about this other really holy group? Never again! As if that's spiritual and religious. I mean, I understand the positive sentiment of these people and the good that they do do. I'm not knocking that down. But I'm saying, what, what, what emotion are you going to attach yourself to? The Jews. Never again. Are we supposed to, according to this mitzvah, hold some sort of eternal grudge against Amalek? In other words, instead of the people of the book, we're the people of the eternal grudge. Or, producing the following thing in the minds of the nations of the world. Don't mess with the Jews. They never forget. What are we, some sort of human elephant or something? So we don't forget. What does that got to do with anything? What are we being told to do? But the real question is what I said four minutes ago. What is it? Are you supposed to remember? Are you supposed to wipe it out? What? Of course you make the simple chilev. Wipe them out physically, any trace of them. But don't forget the mice in which they did. That's good. The answer to the question more elegantly would be Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer, chapter 44, quoted in the Yalkut Shmoni at the end of Kitzetze. You know all the famous Madrashim, the boiling pot, the this, the that, all the different kinds of things. Here's another one. Rabbi Pinchas, Omer, Rabbi Pinchas says, after 40 years, Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to tie tie up all the loose ends. I mean, he's going, and we're going, whoever's left. The young people, below 20 years, (laughs) 20-something. He wanted to remind the Jews of a very, very dark period in their career, and it's not the ego. They asked the Kashas and the Mepharshim here which things were picked. But the one thing that it says in this Pirkei de Rebbe is he wanted to remind them, do you guys remember when you said back when, is God in our midst or not? It's a pretty embarrassing moment. They did say that. He wanted to tell them about it. He wanted to remind them and get the tikkun up and happening, fixed. But Moshe said to himself before those words came out of his mouth, if I tell Yisrael this frontally in their face, I'm going to be embarrassing them in public. Megala him. And the rule is anybody who embarrasses somebody in public has no chalik and olam abba. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want that. It's a bad action. So, you know what I'm going to do? Ela anio merlahem maisa amalek. I'll remind them about the Maisa Amalek when they won the war. And they will understand what came before. The Mashal is, says Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer. What is this comparable to? To a king who had an orchard. And at the gate of the orchard, he tied a dog. And the king sat a distance away in his loft. And he would watch and look everything that was happening in the Pardes. All of a sudden, one of his friends, one of his, one of his oavos, someone he actually loved very much, he saw him 
sneaking into the pardes. Immediately, he gave the dog the signal and the dog attacks. And it tore the clothes of the guy. Of course, you can bet he got right out of there. So the Melech, when he saw his friend next, before he saw him, he was thinking to himself, if I say to my friend, you know, I thought we were close. I like you. You're supposed to be like me. Would you, would you go in my field for it? What were you doing in my field? And he knew what he was doing in the field. He said, if I say that to him, I'm going to be embarrassing him in public. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to point out the dog and say to him the following words. Wow! Look at that! The dog attacked you. He tore your clothes. Rachmanis! The dog didn't know you were my friend. But at that moment, the man will understand what happened. So did Moshe Rabbeinu say, if I tell Klai Yisrael the Misa of Amalek, immediately they will understand what came before and why he's there. Simply said, it's both. Taking this as the basis of remember and wipe out, here's what we have. If you take a look at the first Rashi, it says exactly what the Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer says. Why did they get attacked by the dog? Because of what they did. They were the cause of it. No question. The first Rashi, as I quoted to you, says, Bazadon vayavo kolon. You do a zadon, you will be having kolon. Wow, your pants are ripped. What happened? Uh, I don't know. You know. You know why your pants are ripped. No question about it. You know what you're going to do. What were you doing there? But I don't have to say all that. You're supposed to get it. And we're going to explain why it comes in this indirect way on top of the fact that you shouldn't get embarrassed frontally. So the first Rashi says, remember, Amalek means remembering. Here's the remembering. He came because of us. We caused him to come. And if you think about it in spiritual psychological terms, we of course have a leg up on all the great methods books out there. This is the original redirection of anger and righteous indignation back on yourself. Look at the fact. This is for Elo and for the rest of your life. All the supposedly bad, irritating stuff that happens to you. And I hate that world expression. Bad stuff happens. Happens, according to the Torah, equals Amalek. That's who happens. That's the only happening. Happens means Amalek. It means Mikra. It means Keri. It means Tuma. Nothing just happens. That's anti-Akadosh Baruch Hu, anti-Shamayim, anti-Torah. So the solution is, You'll only make a move, pardon me for the pun, when you grab the bull by the horns. When you reach the challenge point. And that will only happen under the following circumstances. When you take a clear look at yourself. In other words, what condition were we in when we got attacked? Oyef v'yageya. 
sick and tired. And this has happened to me frequently in my life. This is the way to stop going around in circles in the freeway and getting back to the same intersection all the time. If you're feeling sick and tired, then get to the state where you hit rock bottom and you're so sick and tired that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of yourself. Get sick and tired of yourself in a positive sense. Say, I can't go on like this anymore. How can I blindly keep going and carrying on the way that I am? It's ridiculous. This is stupid. Here I am again, feeling the same stupid emotions, going through the same stupid, unthought-out responses to my situation. Wow. I can't believe that guy just did that. Where are you? Why are you looking at him? Look at yourself. This is the ultimate redirection. This is how to be in a positive state all the time. It's all about you in the positive sense. What's our three main vulnerabilities according to Rashi? Asher Karcha Baderech. These three main vulnerabilities are, real, are revealed by our own Yetzirah Haraz, by Amalek who attacked us. They showed us where it is. That's valuable. Even when hard stuff happens, there's always a Chiddush there for you to grab a hold of. Mikra. Here's one of the famous psychological stances. The person goes, wow. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to do it. I, did, I, did, I didn't. I did, it just happened. It just happened. It kind of just snuck in. It just happened. The second thing is, letting yourself get involved in not okay things. You'll have to make clear decisions about those things. Getting involved in whatever the Torah would call Tumidik Inyanin. And the hardest thing, as far as I'm concerned, is the cooling off. The Yitzhara says to you, you do something which you really weren't supposed to do. He says, well, look at that. Like the snake said to Chava. Nothing happened. See? It didn't do anything. Or he says to you, what's the big deal? He wanes your enthusiasm. He wanes your sensitivity. That's the hardest one to get a hold of. Because you haven't necessarily gone to the bad side. You're just a little cooled off. And that's dangerous. The Jew has to be hot all the time. The second you feel that, okay, 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 I'll just, just and okay are not it. That's a danger point. No question about it. But to conclude, look how loving HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. He tells us in a non-embarrassing way one of those kind of irritating negative events takes place. He lets you for the first second attribute it to external causes. But it's your job to turn it around and say, what, what, why is this happening to me? Why, Taka, is this happening? Again, and he doesn't want to embarrass you. And the real truth is, if you think about it psychologically, if a person gets too embarrassed in a situation, it can either make them dysfunctional, unable to go forward, and worse, sometimes it makes the person dig their heels in and get rebellious. So how wonderfully and deeply chachmadik is Hashem's methodology with us to direct us, to direct ourselves to ourselves. It's Elo. Hashem is here and He's extremely close. When someone who you've behaved in front of for the past year, the way you have or have not behaved, is here, you know what to think about. 